Shalom, good morning. Welcome to Life Bites. Thank you for tuning in. And I believe strongly this morning's episode will truly bless you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your goodness for us. We count our blessings and we name them one by one. We have many reasons, Lord, not to sing praises. But we only need one reason. That's enough for us to burst out in praises to you. And that is how great is your love, God, that you have bestowed upon us, that you have made us to be your children. Indeed, what a joy and honor to be your children. So, Father God, we humble ourselves again today as we desire to hear you speak to us once again. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. This will be our last part for the First John's episode. I hope you have been blessed by our First John's episode study since the first episode. Now, in this episode, John uses the word know for 32 times because he was truly concerned that God's people don't know or only know partially the truth. Now, for people who know partially the truth and those who do not know the truth at all, will surely be a prey of the devil, now easily deceived and defeated by the world. In fact, if there is anything you want to know for sure, well, you better know for sure what John is telling us in this epistle. Now, in his concluding statements, again, John emphasizes that he wants us to know. He summarizes the points of his letter and tells us why he wrote this letter. So let's read 1 John, chapter 5, verse 13 to 21. For this first part, we're going to take the first three verses of that. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Now, John's not talking about mere knowledge, but knowledge that has taken root in our lives. The word know, you've realized that repeatedly quite a few times just now, and is the word eido, E-I-D-O in the Greek, which means to see, that is to turn the eyes, the mind, the attention to something, to anything. It means to pay attention. It means to understand, to perceive. And that's what John wants us to do when it comes to the truth. The question is, do you really know? There are seven concluding statements here which I want you to pay attention to as we draw to a close for First John's epistle. So do you really know, number one, that you have eternal life? Now, that's what he already spoke about in chapter one, which we already discussed it in episode one. Now, if you're unsure, then let's make it sure today. How can you be sure? Commit your life to Jesus, the Son of God, to be a personal Lord and Savior, and commit to follow him. So do you really know that you have eternal life? Secondly, do you really know that God hears us when we ask Him? Right? 
So that's what he spoke about in chapter 3 as well, uh, which we have discussed in episode 14. We receive whatever we ask. Remember that? Now, let's look at verse 14 again, which we read earlier. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Then verse 15, And if we know that He hears us, notice the word, if. So which means we do not necessarily know. So the question is, do you know that God hears you, my friend? So if you say you don't know, then please listen to episode 14 again to get that assurance. But if you say that you know, wow, that's wonderful. So if you know that God hears you, then, number three, do you really know that you receive what you ask? We receive what we ask. Verse 15, he says that whatever we ask, we know. Once again, he says, no. We know that we have what we asked of him. Wow. It means we know we will surely receive. Why? Because God will give to us the things we asked that are of his heart too, according to his will. That is what he said earlier in verse 14. When we ask according to his will, we will receive. Now, unless if we have a problem in trusting God's will. Some people do actually. We've already talked about trust in previous episodes. We usually trust the person we love. If we don't trust, it is unlikely that we love that person. So that could be the one reason we have a problem in trusting God's will. Or actually we don't agree with God's will. Now, friends, one thing I know for sure is that I am not qualified to disagree with God's will. How about you? Now, just remember that when we pray to God, we are not a beggar, nor we are the master to the genie in the bottle. We are God's children. It means that our relationship with Father God will determine if we really know what to pray, which will guarantee that we will receive what we pray for. Amen? So the fourth thing is, do you really know that God's children do not continue to sin? Well, we have discussed some very powerful principles and even have the confidence that we can surely overcome the flesh and the world in the previous episodes, right? Please listen uh, to that again. Now here John summarizes and adds one more point. Now we read on. Verse 16, 17, 18. If you see any brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. Now, the phrase continuing to sin means deliberately committing sin. You know the truth, and you know you are to obey God. 
Yet, if you still commit sin, wow, that's what John is talking about. Just like Adam, he knows it. He still disobey. He committed sin. David, of course, you know that. Bathsheba, Nadab, and Abihu, you know that. And Ananias and Sapphira, who robbed from God in the book of Acts, right? Pretending to the offering, right? That's brought before God. And many more examples. So, you know the truth, yet you still sin. And that's what John is talking about. Continue to sin that phrase. Now, there are also sin that does not lead to death. And those are the sin that are not done willfully. This is in particular referring to God's children, people who believe in God, that kind of like, you know, because we are not perfect, we can actually sin, right? And But because when we sin, we do not sin with a willful, disobedient kind of a attitude. And John says we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. In other words, if we are truly the children of God, we do not continue deliberately in sin. And if it happens, sometimes we fall, we must be quick to repent. And that's where he taught us 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, which we have already discussed that. Now, John puts that responsibility back to all of us as the koinonia to pray for our brothers who committed sin so that he will repent and return to God. Right? Now, in verse 18, he says, And the evil one cannot harm them. Wisdom, God's children. So the evil one cannot harm us. Especially when as a koinonia, the people of God, we are committed to praying for one another, upholding for one another, in, you know, truly in prayer, so that we can always stay strong in the Lord. Alright? So that's number four, that God's children do not continue to sin. Number five, do you know that we are the children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one? In verse 19, we continue reading, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Now, we have also discussed uh, this topic on overcoming the world and how to bust the devil in the previous episodes, right? Now, here John is affirming to us again that even though we know that the whole world is under the control of the devil, we can have the assurance that the devil can never harm us. Why? Because we are God's children. Amen? So the question is, do you really know that you are a child of God? If not, today you can have the assurance. Again, just come humbly before Christ and surrender your life to Him. Number six, do you really know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding? In verse 20, John says, We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. Now this he summarizes what he wrote about John as the Son of God that has come in the flesh, opposing what the false teachers and the Antichrist are saying. So we spend a few episodes on these topics, right? So please listen again and really grasp what God is speaking to us through 1 John here. And lastly, number 7, do you really know 
so that he says so that we know when we know the above six things ultimately the main purpose is so that we may know him who is true wow everything ultimately that is the purpose that he wants to get in verse 20 so that we may know him who is true amen now the word know in this verse 20 this part here know him who is true is the word ginosko not aedo which all the other knows that we have read since verse 13 is aedo but when he comes to this last part here so that we may ginosko him who is true that means our all our idols at the top there right it brings down to this one conclusion the reason why you we must idol everything that he has listed earlier is so that we can ginosko remember we have talked about this word ginosko which means there's an intimacy knowing god with an intimacy a relationship with him so from idol to ginosko turning our eyes our mind and attention to understand and to perceive so that we can have an intimate relationship with God. See, ultimately, John's desire is for us to really grasp what he has written so that we can truly have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Now, it's interesting how John ended this letter. In verse 21, last verse, he says, Dear children, keep yourselves from idols all of a sudden he just like did a switch to something else he said dear children keep yourselves from idols now why you see in verse 20 we've read that the two times actually he highlighted him who is true know him who is true and then in uh, once in that same verse 20 he said he is the true god true three times he emphasized true and in verse 21 he penned his last word as like a father writes to his children, he said, keep yourselves from idol. The word keep here is to guard yourself, to protect yourself, to shun, to flee. Why? Because idols are fake, counterfeit, not true, versus the one who is true. You see, friends, actually many Christians have replaced the true God with idols in their lives. I repeat that many Christians, I'm talking about Christians, have replaced the true God with idols in their lives, which also we've talked about it in the previous episodes. Now, it is very disheartening for John as a spiritual father, or for that matter, for any spiritual fathers, to see his spiritual children fall into the enemy's hands. It's very disheartening, friends. You know, friends, idols are scary. Give you an example in Exodus 32, the Israelites made a golden calf while Moses was still up on the mountain with God, right? And the scary thing is they worship the golden calf as Yahweh, who has brought them out of Egypt. Can you imagine that? They complained, What took Moses so long? Where is Moses? Well, they knew that Moses was up on the mountain for 40 days receiving the laws from God. It means that the Israelites were asked to wait for 40 days. 40 in the Bible means test. It was a test for the Israelites. 
but sadly they failed. Remember, we've talked about Jesus. He was tested too. In the wilderness, for 40 days he fasted and he was tested. And we know he passed the test because he has got no idols in his life. You see, friends, during the pandemic, the entire lockdown, the waiting period, we are really tested whether we truly love God or not. You see, many have come out victoriously, became a better person, loves God even more than before. But sadly, some have caved in. They have already made idols for themselves, just like the Israelites. Now, if we read and reflect Exodus 32 carefully, the golden calf was not really an idol that is without, but an idol that is within. That means the idol is inside, it's not so much an outside. It all begins with their negative spirit. That leads to rebellion. When they rejected Jehovah God, they actually have to fill that void with something else in their lives. For 40 days, the Israelites have never filled themselves with God, but only with their own flesh and holiness. You know, God wanted to destroy them, if you read the Bible, but thankfully, Moses pleaded with God, so God relented. Now, see friends, this pandemic test has revealed that some Christians really know God, idol God, ginosko God, and some actually don't really know God. And they have even created idols in their lives. Which one are you? Let's search our own hearts. I usually finish with a story or illustration in each episode. Now today, why not you help me to write a new story? Your own story. How this journey with the first John's epistle has impacted you and how if it has helped you to know to idol to ginosko God even more so for today's reflection it is only right that we look back at the list I've outlined in this episode the seven things the seven no's and let's reflect one by one let's pray Father God we thank you that you desire for us to know you to idol you, to ginosko you. We do not want to be a person that is only active in church or worse, just a Christian by name, but totally no desire nor have an intimate relationship with you, Lord. God, we desire today, we desire to know you more every day. Help us a lot to be honest and humble that if we need help, we seek help. We don't want to give the devil any chance to deceive us and trap us. If you have made idols in our lives, especially if the idols are our own selfishness, Lord, please destroy these idols. Destroy them completely. We love you, Jesus, with all our hearts. Friends, may God's grace and blessings always envelop you and your loved ones too. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope you've been blessed by our entire studies of First John's epistle. In the next episode, we'll be looking at a very short letter, the second epistles of John, with a topic, Avoiding Truth Decay. Till the next Life Bites, continue to have a bite and have a life. God bless you.